Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConforta. Baldy, uh, uh, the HBO series Hard Knocks, I love it. Um, over the years, you know, we get access to all these teams that we don't normally have access to. And regardless if you're a fan or not, you find yourself an NFL fan watching. So they're looking for a new home, right? They're looking for a team to take on the responsibility of being on hard knocks this year. And Robert Sala, and I know you've done some stuff with the Jets, and I want to get your opinion on this, basically came out and said, you know, um, there are several teams that would love hard knocks to be in their building. And Robert Sala said this on June 9th in a press conference. And then he said, but we're just not one of them. So Aaron Rodgers is the biggest story this offseason, hands down. But yet, Robert Sala, the head coach, doesn't want his team to partake in HBO Hard Knocks. The Bears, the Commanders, and the Saints technically could be forced to partake in HBO Hard Knocks because it's an NFL thing. Talk to me about the Jets. Good or bad that they don't want it or that they should do it, I would love to see it because of Aaron Rodgers and this storyline that we've been talking about all offseason. I understand why Robert Sala doesn't want it. There's already enough hype and media attention to the Jets. This would just make it explode. But it would be really good, and it would be really entertaining. I mean, Rex Ryan did it one year. It was highly entertaining. Sure. All right? And they were successful. Detroit did it last year. And I think a big part of Detroit's success was just this is who the Detroit Lions are. This is Dan Campbell. This is Deuce Staley. This is how they operate. And I thought it was a good thing. The Cleveland Browns did it one year. You'll remember, Carl. I think it was the best year the Browns had. I mean, you saw Baker Mayfield get on the same page as OBJ and Jarvis Landry. And you saw like a work ethic that I think people really admire. And it really paid off. I think Baker probably – I have to go back and check. But I think Baker had his best year. I think the Browns went to the playoffs. I mean, I think there was a lot of things at play there. Um, personally, I think the Miami Dolphins would be a great team to showcase. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. You've got these guys. You, you've got the quarterback who is as polished as it comes when it comes to just talking. you got a head coach who just people can't get enough of. Just his – whether it's just him um, just riffing or whether it's explanations or whatever – like, there's a lot there. You, you, you got Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard and Javon Holland and Jalen Phillips. You've got these – and Christian Wilkins. you got these defensive stars that are looking to put it all together with a coach and Vic Fangio who could be crusty as they come. But it probably would be good TV to watch Vic, you know, in a, in a meeting, call out a player or explain whatever it is. Like, there's a lot there. But I do think if you said the Jets, I think there's a benefit to it. Because you've got a young Sauce Gardner. He might be the best corner in football. If you got Sauce going up against Garrett Wilson in practice, I mean, you're just going to see iron sharpening iron. If you got Robert Sala just exploding 
uh, in a team meeting because they just didn't meet his expectations of practice that day. We get a chance to see it. I, I do think there's a benefit to being under the microscope and just saying, okay, there's, mm. is there, is it pressure or is it, this is what we have to do to compete in the AFC East and become a playoff team. And Oh, by the way, it's, it's been since the last time Rex Ryan was here that we saw a playoff action. So I, I think there's a benefit to it. Joe Douglas might not want it, but Joe Douglas has been in Baltimore when it was the best hard knocks ever. You know, and there was Shannon Sharp and Saragusa and, and all this stuff that was going on. They went to a Super Bowl. Um, like there's enough, you know, if you're if you're NFL films and you're laying this out there, you could point to successful teams that had a successful season, a Super Bowl winning season, and it started in hard knocks. And you go back to the Baltimore Ravens two thousand year two thousand and watch what that team did with Ray Lewis and, and Shannon, the whole group. And, um, like, maybe that's where it all started. Baldy, did you see, and I know you did, um, the championship rings for the Kansas City Chiefs and how ridiculous they are? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm all about, you know, flaunting and flossing and showing off my, you know, my accomplishments. But these rings are just getting ridiculous. And, yeah. listen, I, I'm not, I'm not going to criticize because we know the work that it takes to get there. You know, I, I was telling this story every year you go to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Justin still does it, but for years they used to have the rings posted, right? Yeah. And you could go back and see, you know, Green Bay and Super Bowl one and and the ring, literally, guys. I mean, seriously, the ring was like this big. It was a normal ring. And then it goes all the way up, and these rings started to change, right? In the 90s and now in the early 2000s. And I mean, Kansas City's ring is like the size of my hand. All right. It's unbelievable. And I'm just wondering, you know. I heard Patrick Mahomes say, hey, it's locked up in the house. He's focused on the next one. You know, he, he he's not even – he's not going to wear it. I know Brady didn't wear his. You know, he did the party thing and that, that famous picture's out there where he's got all his rings on. But most of these guys don't wear them. They, they, don't, they don't wear them. No, they can't. And my, my favorite ring story is you're right there in Atlanta. You know, the Patriots, you know, beating uh, the Falcons, and there's 283 diamonds in the ring for being down 28, three in the game yeah, and never say never, never say die. And they, you know, they use that as that was their motivating call 200, you know, 28 to three, they put 283 diamonds. I don't even know how you, you set, you know, you set 283 diamonds in a ring, any ring, but it is gouty. Nobody can wear them. They're way too big. Um, they're just, and that's what they do. They, they put them in a lock box and you take it out maybe for a special occasion. I do like the fact that, you know, Kansas City celebrated, really celebrated the ring ceremony, recalling that the prior one was canceled because of the pandemic. Right. So it's almost, for some of the guys, they were able to celebrate almost twice on that night. But I do like what Mahomes said. It's like, when this is over, it's all about going forward. And it's almost like, okay, we're going to have this ridiculous ceremony. Um, we're all going to celebrate. And they did. And it, it is way too big. You can't even like, it, it just, it, you can't even put it like a, on a, like a, a necklace and wear it around you. It's too big, but it is about the ring. Um, once you put that thing in the bank, you can never take it out. Nobody can right. ever take it away from you. Yeah. So it's earned. Um, and now it's all about going forward for Kansas city. That's behind them. But 
that was some that was some kind of celebration. I'll tell you that. No, they 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 got it in, as we like to say. They they definitely got it in. All right, but as we finish things up, I, I want you to turn around. And I want you to tell me about this picture that I'm looking at with you in a cowboy uniform with the star on your helmet. I want you to tell me about about your time there because I got to tell you this, and, and you know this. I, I, I'm originally from Texas. Uh, watching the Cowboys was like religion. Um, you know, my mom on Sundays, she was the one really that that got us into Cowboys and on, and everybody shut up. So it was one of those things. As a kid, you just you just grew up with it. And I'm curious to know, as I look at that picture behind you, your experience putting that star on because it's a big deal. And I tell people this, like it's life-changing. Everybody that I've talked to since I've gotten in this business, whether it be Emmett Smith, Troy Aikman, it doesn't matter. Right. Those guys were superstars, but even the guys, Baldy, who weren't, who played for the Cowboys, it stays with them and people remember you. Like that's the amazing thing about being a Cowboy. And, and this is no disrespect to any other franchise, but guys, it, it's different. It just is. And I, I want yeah. you to talk about that for a second. Well, I mean, you live, you grew up in Texas. Um, you know, there's football and there's spring football. I mean, it's just, it's football. It's football country. Always has been. Um, it, 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 like I played, I played for the Colts. I played for the Eagles. People want to know about the Cowboys, Carl. It's just, <laughs> I got pictures in all these different uniforms. Yeah. But it was, it still is. So we had a reunion in Dallas this year. Drew Pearson put, put it on. And really, the theme of the reunion, it was unofficial, wasn't sponsored by the Cowboys. It was just Drew calling up his buddies from that era. You know, Roger Staubach, Bob Lilly, we were all there. Wow. Randy White, Two Tall Jones, uh, Tony Dorsett, um, Doug Randy, Cosby. Randy White was a dude, wasn't he? Woo! So, so I, I'll just say this. Like, when I went there, Carl, in 1982, uh, I signed a free agent contract. Uh, they... They, they signed so many free agents. They had enough scouts to sign them. They sent the equipment manager to sign me, Buck Buchanan. Like they sent secretaries out, trainers out. Anybody that worked in a building, they'd send them out to try and sign these contracts. And so I negotiated with the equipment manager. I got them up from $500 signing bonus to $1,200 signing bonus. Because I had a car that had no brakes. And I had to get the brakes fixed to drive it home. So the brakes had gone on it. So the car was just sitting there. And I told Buck, I look, look, Buck, $500 won't fix these brake lines. I need new brakes. I got a Plymouth Fury. I want to drive it home when school ends. So he called back to, you know, Gil Brand or whoever. And they got me a $1,200 signing bonus. But the, the good thing was when I went to training camp, and I didn't know this, they signed 110 free agents just like me, along with 15 drafted rookies. So it was 125 of us. All Everybody came to camp. Everybody came to camp and wow. the, all the rookies, we scrimmaged every day and practiced every day for 10 days before the veterans got there. So we, we had 20 practices before the vets even showed up. <clears throat> and then we were basically, um, when, when the veterans showed up, I asked if I could play left guard, you know, they were looking at me at right guard center, left guard. I said, I want to play left guard because I want to go up against Randy white every day in practice. Mm. I want to see what, what it's like to, to try to block the manster. And he was all of that. And so I, I did all the card drills, you know, go up against Randy White for 16 plays, then go up against Don Smirk for 16 plays, his backup. And that was kind of my day. And then when 
practice ended, the rookies scrimmaged. So we literally had a three-hour practice, and then we scrimmaged for 45 minutes at the end of every day. But the good thing was going up against Randy White, like I got, I got better in a hurry. Is either you got your butt whipped or you learned and you got better. And so I tell, I mean, I've told Randy this for years, but I never would have made the Cowboys as a rookie free agent. There were six mm. of us, six rookies that made the, the team that year out of 125, but I never would have made it if I didn't get a chance to go up against Randy every day. And so, you know, when, when you come there, you know, the rookies, we changed in a separate locker room. We didn't change in the locker room with the veterans. We wore white pants. They blue wore blue pants. We had a helmet. We didn't have a star on the helmet. Star on it. That's right. You had to go earn that star. <laughs> yeah. And I love that. I love that. You know, like, we, we hadn't done nothing. We hadn't earned anything. We're just rookies. We're a piece of meat, whatever you want to call it. But I love that concept that um, the rookies had to earn the star. That didn't matter if you were the first-round pick or if you were a free agent like myself. Um, you earned that star. And so it meant something. It meant a lot. You know, when you you come out there, Texas Stadium, and first preseason game, and they're playing uh, Mama Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys. And you hear that song, Carl, like you never forget that. And then when you go into RFK and they're playing Hail to the Redskins, I know things have changed, but Hail to the Redskins were being sure. played. Sure, it was a big deal. You come out of that tunnel, Carl, yeah. and you got that star on the side of your helmet. And this is as big a rivalry as there is in sports, period. Um, nobody liked each other. Um, it was it was a battle. Like that stuff, you never forget. You never forget that. You never forget the stories. You never forget telling the stories. In fact, when we got together at this reunion with Drew, I mean, Drew's thing, Carl, was I'm tired of going – I'm tired of getting together at funerals. Mm. Let's get together and we can tell our stories when we're still here. And so I love that concept. I'll never stop going back. As long as Drew's doing that, I'm going back every year. I'll make the time. The stories, they never leave. They just never do.